Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Happy Monday. Joining the show now, of course, you hear him from 6 to 10 every morning alongside David James. And you can read his work at uh, 1280thezone.com when he pumps out those columns. He's our good friend, Patrick Kinahan. PK, what's cracking? Well, you know, you guys are lucky that I'm on because last time I was on with Jake, he hurt my feelings. How did I what do that? What do you do? Well, because he said that he wasn't going to root for the Sun Devils because they were due to have one of their better seasons in recent years, and that hurt my feelings. But then I got a thought, well, wait a second. Less than three years ago, Jake laughed hysterically when they hired Herm Edwards to try to taunt me, and now after two seasons, they're going to have one of the best seasons that they've ever had. In all seriousness, I was wrong about Herm. I thought that would be a disaster, and it has not been. And you and I have had this conversation. How many times am I going to have to uh, to reverse track on this? You know, I was thinking, too, about the, uh, the hair thing that you were talking about. So you buy this piece of hair but then suppose you lose it so it would be hair today gone tomorrow (laughs) no but see you're missing uh pk you could clone that stuff and now you got abe lincoln on your side so not bad well of course i got abe lincoln because he's a republican and i want him on my side (laughs) here we go pk (laughs) is with us 97.5 and 12 the zone pk here i heard a a big chunk of your show this morning i know you were talking about some of the things you're hearing about this byu army situation i I know you were uh, dialed in on the press conference we heard you uh ask your question we're glad you could get your zoom to work unlike your colleague jake had hard that that thing would work (laughs) (laughs) well uh give us give us your thoughts on what's going on right now and what you know well there were some guys who tested positive on the way back from the trip i mean when they left to go to army everybody tested fine negative i guess right i mean Kalani said that and that's what i was told and then they said a small number well i was told three tested on the way backs at some point and maybe it's grown maybe the number is beyond that the quarantine number is likely to be beyond that i was also told that they were going to try their very best, uh, I was told this on Saturday, try their very best to reschedule the Army game. And Kalani made that known. I don't think that was any secret. And that they were going to try their very best to get as many games as they possibly can get. And we know they added, what, La Tech today? Coming up in a, what was it, two, three weeks. And so they're going to forge ahead. And doesn't mean that it's going to happen, but the attempts are going to ma- be made to do everything within their power to go ahead and try to play as many games as they can. I think that's that's apparent. And there were other outside agencies that were involved. Kalani said that. So all the stuff that I said, I think Kalani basically verified during his, uh, what would you call well, I guess it's a Zoom call is what we call it now, uh, when he was on for, what, I don't know, 15 minutes or so, whatever he did this afternoon. Yeah, PK, as you and I talked about earlier, I, I was told that there were 11 positive tests and then on the retest, that uh, a couple of them came back negative. I don't know how many exactly, but uh, and uh, at least 22 quarantined. So, uh, you know, when, when this sort of thing happens, and it's going to happen, it's going to happen during this football season over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it does happen, you got to handle it properly. Jake was giving BYU a bunch of credit for 
for calling attention to it and letting everybody know. And But if he didn't do that, man, you would be lambasted big time. And you don't want to be lambasted. That's the one thing I would hate to be. And so, yeah, I, I guess so. To, to an extent, they, they would. So funny. I'm agreeing with you. And so going forward, uh, you just, Your Honor, he's distracting me. So this is, this is something that they have to do. And they're just in this unfortunate situation that is temporary. And they hope to have everybody back when they play the mighty men of Troy. Where Gordon and I disagree a little bit, and, you know, Gore, I'm usually the one going with the extreme perspectives, and Gordon summing up my uh, my opinion there, is I'm not so sure it is a no-brainer. I think it would be tempting for some universities to hide things and call it an ankle sprain and not call attention to it and get the game going because there's a lot of incentive to do that. So, I mean, you can disregard that they're doing the right thing by – by telling Army about it and by getting these other voices involved in those sorts of things, you could, could say, well, that's what you're supposed to do, but I'm not so convinced that everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. Oh, out there? No, right. I, don't, I, I think it goes down to the high school level. It's like, shh. Uh, right. Uh, we got a really good team here, and we can win the state title and all that stuff. And, it, and man, I don't have any answers on this stuff, so I'm not. All I do is uh, it really hasn't affected me that much personally because I just go to the golf course and go to the gym. In the gym, they make you put the thing on until you check in, and then you're good to go. So I walk about five yards, I put the thing on, and then I'm good to go. I don't really go anyplace else. So I don't take it lightly, and I avoid the crowds and do all the things that they say to do, but they've ruled that outside and playing golf you're fine and you're good to go. And, Jake, you and I have played yep. a number of times this year and hope to get in a few more. And uh, so, but I've been hearing stuff, you know, at different levels that, the, yeah, let's let's keep it under wraps or it's not that big of a deal. It's just two, three guys, whatever it was. So, yeah, the, the temptation, there's temptation in everything. I mean, the simplest things, there's temptation, right? The, the crosswalk, don't walk. Oh, I can make it. Boom. <laughs> so the simplest of things. So when they get complex and the stakes get higher, of course there's going to be temptations to look the other way or try to skirt the rules and whatnot or whatever you might want to call them for the sake of playing these games. There's no question that the young fellows who are involved want to play. I think most of the fans want to have football maybe they don't want it to be played if it's unsafe but i think they'd want to be i do think there's a portion of folks who don't want it and some of it is for political and pac-12 and the big 10 have been hit on that i mean they're going to play after basically they're going to play after the election so you know you can go down that road and you can you can make it as political as you want but for me, if it becomes political, I get turned off. And this is for Austin, because once it becomes political, it ruins my day. <laughs> PK, I know, I know that you've talked about this on your show, but how impressed were you with BYU and their performance against Navy? And do you think this team, was that just a sort of blip? Uh, or do you think that's the truth with what they're capable of doing this year? 
well, yeah, I mean, I don't know that they're capable of doing it to that degree. That was just awesome. <laughs> I mean, when have we seen BYU just dominate another D1 opponent, an opponent that won 11 games? Now, they had Malcolm Perry last year, and he was all that, but Malcolm Perry didn't play defense, <laughs> as far as I can recall. He was a phenomenal option quarterback, and I thought he should have been given serious consideration for the Heisman, but you just look at what that BYU offense did in that offensive line, man. They just opened it up gaps. I mean, those things were outrageous, right? And so I think that they've got that ability to, uh, particularly against the schedule that they've got, to be like that. But I'm never going to pick anybody to win, 50, what was it, 55-3? to three? Mm-hmm. And you know, we've all been to these games, and we've all either were there in person or were watching them on television. We all have the same schedules basically in the fall on Saturdays. And we know a game is over when it's long before the actual buzzer or clock has gone off. But sometimes, not always, usually not a lot, but every one of us, all four of us right now, we all felt certainly by the middle of the second quarter, this thing is gone. This thing is over. We're just playing out the string here. Patrick Kinnan with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So uh, with the way they played against Navy, and we hope that they'll get to complete um, most, if not all, of these games, PK, given the, the opposition, do you expect BYU to go undefeated? That's another thing, too. Undefeated, you know, you look at the Pac-10, Pac-12, it's just so hard to go undefeated, right? I never pick a team to go undefeated. It just seems like something can go wrong. And football... That ball being shaped the way it is can bounce crazy. Uh, a kicker can smack one off the uprights. So, no, I wouldn't say undefeated. But when you look at this schedule, who's going to get them? You know, assuming they play, assuming Army is rescheduled and then they play the rest of the teams as scheduled, I would say no. Now, if they change, if they can't play Army or maybe they don't play Houston, I don't know what's going to happen as far as that goes. I mean, we all hope they play. But undefeated, just how, how many times has BYU done that? Once? Once that I know of, yep. But but the Utes did it twice, right, in four years? And how many times does it happen in the Pac-12? I mean, they go undefeated. It just doesn't. And then forget the bowl game, just or bowl games now with the playoff, obviously. But back for a long time, you know, it's just one postseason game. But I'm just talking about your regular season or even in conference. Do you realize that in the Pac-12, since they've gone to the – well, they've always been the, the nine. But the, and since they've gone from 10 to 12, there has not been one team, right? Has there been one te- – I don't think there's been one nope. team that's gone through unscathed. And, and that's really hard to do. So if BYU pulls that off, what where does it land them ultimately? Uh, probably nowhere. I mean, you you you're looking playoff. Is that what you're talking about? No, I was just thinking more think? of a New Year's Day bowl or something. Do you think they could make that for? Them? Yeah, well, are are we going to have those? You know, to to what degree? I mean, if they, I think they should be, uh, set up that way and probably they will be but what's going to happen with the big 10 and the pac 12 are they going to play a bunch of games early to be able to get to that point so how does that play in this year there's so much unknown you know if they would have kept their original schedule 
and gone with one loss, then, man, I think it would have been a no-brainer because that was a power pack schedule. And you never know how those teams are going to be. But they, when you're playing, what, six, seven teams, uh, they're power five, and then you got Utah State, Boise, and San Diego State. All those teams have been pretty good in recent years, right? That's a great schedule. It's unfortunate it didn't get to play out, especially when it looks like how well they played. And, you know, I've been told there's some teams uh, or some people out there that didn't want BYU to play, and especially now that they're getting good. And I don't know how much truth there is to that. I don't really buy a lot of stock in that. But, you know, I've heard these some, some type of claims as far as that goes that, uh, well, let's, let's bring them down to earth, particularly from some other people who have allegiances to other programs that may not be playing. So you know, that's, that's kind of crazy if that's the truth, but who knows what the truth is these days. I certainly don't. What's the likelihood we get Pac-12 football in 2020? I'd say 75%, 80%. News today, obviously, that uh, they, they could be making plans to start as early as mid-November. Right, man. I'm not talking about an entire season in 2020, no. right? No, 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 no. Just to, we see some sort of Pac-12 football in 2020. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think there's going to be, man. I hope so. I mean, I, that a lot of that is just uh, you know from my heart because that's the conference that I've been following literally my whole adult life since I was 17, 18 years old. Uh, you know. When I was a kid when the Devils joined the conference. So that to me, I don't know about you guys, but I miss it, man. I miss it big time. We were talking about this with me and DJ this morning. You know, the NBA playoffs, there's been some good basketball. But I got to admit, yesterday when the Clippers were Nuggets were playing, it's funky to be thinking about watching basketball when the NFL season, the first full Sunday in September, isn't that what we do? sit there and watch NFL football, and I thought the NFL football yesterday were some great games. I was wildly entertained. So I miss it badly because it's this time of year that we all turn toward it, and as the weather progresses to get worse where we live anyway, uh, you just you get more excited as the time changes and all that stuff, and to not have it, is it's a blow to me because I, I, I really enjoy either going to the games or sitting there uh, watching them at home most of the time I'm there and, and the one thing because I, I'm a man of high character is I don't root against my friends teams <laughs> <laughs> yeah well PK, I'm not what, yeah yeah right <laughs> uh, PK what do you uh, what do you what do you see the Pac-12 season is looking like and how many games do you think they get in because uh, those those schedules are likely to be interrupted too with uh, with a COVID outbreak here or there yeah, see, I mean, they got some places where there's, you know, massive populations and other places where there isn't. But, uh, you know, you go up in Washington and obviously California and Arizona and even here to a degree and, and Colorado, for that matter, really. You just got the two Oregons and they've got their problems <laughs> beyond COVID. <laughs> and uh, over there in uh, Spokane or Pullman, I should say. So, yeah, probably. I think you got I, – I think I was told uh, probably about – two weeks before they made the announcement that the conference was going to go conference only that some uh, someone who I trust very much said, yeah, I'm pretty sure we're going to go conference only because then they can control it. And then, you know, one of the things that we haven't had is this universal commissioner 
in college football. Well, if you just go to the conference only, then that's what you basically have, right? You have the commissioner and you have the same folks working together and they can rearrange it as necessary. But maybe so, you know. The, the good thing is that uh, for my limited conversations locally, it hasn't been beyond uh, the Utah and BYU folks, but they've been saying that the kids want to play so bad that they are really being stringent about all the rules that they're supposed to follow and the protocols, whether they're rules or not, is, you know, but we understand the protocols as far as we know what they are. And the guys have been really doing a great job to make sure because they want to play. So they're going to do everything in their power, and they don't have any – most of them anyway don't have – and I think a high, high percentage don't have any problem of just abstaining from parties and large crowds and whatnot because this means so much to them. You know, who was it? I think it was the Notre Dame uh, athletic director that said they had a higher number of kids from the spring uh, test positive than they've had in the fall. Because we know in the spring they took away the sports and the sports weren't going to be played, right? So you had all these young kids, uh, ladies and guys, that they knew their seasons were kaput and they weren't coming back. There was no chance for them. So they were a little looser. Well, here in the fall, you know, there stands a decent chance that there'll be some form of a season. So they want to make sure they're doing everything that they can possibly do to avoid getting it. So... The idea being that, hey, let's be safe and maybe we can get a season or a partial season anyway, which is good news. PK with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. PK, switching gears a little bit, uh, you had Gail Miller on your show today, and we played uh, a portion of that earlier in the uh, in the 2 o'clock hour, and I've really appreciated her um, words as of late during this unique time. Um, it seems like everything that's come from her and the family has been very ar- articulate and and kind of on point, but I was curious to your takeaways from that conversation this morning. Well, what they do on the junior college thing for Salt Lake Community, and we, we go there the first or the second Monday in September, and they have the thing for them, the golf tournament, and, and to bring awareness and raise funds, obviously. And to me, that's really great because, you know, I've spoken many times that I didn't come from uh, any form of means, and my sister, who ends up earning her doctorate, started at a community college and my daughter community college Salt Lake community obviously and those things are important for people to really make a difference and if you notice if you listen Donovan Mitchell's been saying a lot well one of the things he said that I just agreed with a hundred percent I mean I couldn't agree anymore was the idea particularly in various communities to have education because that's going to break out, help you break out if you're in a poverty cycle to be able to have an education to make something have some opportunities for yourself and that's the way to go unless someone's going to hand you a boatload of money which probably isn't going to happen you're going to have to rely on yourself and the best way to do it for many many folks is education well the cheapest form of that is community college right so that's one thing and I can't support that enough. Love doing it and look forward to doing it for years to come. And then secondly, you know, uh, we asked her about the Quinn Snyder thing and and uh, the watchdog writing a story on it, which yeah, I'm, I'm not in favor of it, but you didn't ask me about that. Uh, you asked me about Mrs. Miller. And so she's speaking about this idea of free speech 
Free speech is a difficult concept when you disagree with it. It's a very easy concept when you agree with it. But when you disagree with it, it becomes difficult. And it's something that she supports. And she's not looking to have people offend, be offended from her organization because she's, a, she's got a massive organization, right? And obviously the Jazz are the highest profile, and that's where people go to. Uh, and is the flashpoint, and they've several of their players and coaches and whatnot have been active out there doing what they do. Uh, but she also said, you know, they that's their free speech. We have our values, and they're not changing. So, free speech is sometimes it can be difficult to defend, but in the end, you know, I think we have to. PK, what does uh, what the Nuggets are doing now uh, in the playoffs mean about what they did to the Jazz? Uh, do you think, uh, uh, first of all, what the Nuggets are doing is remarkable. I never would have thought that they would come back twice from down 3-1, but uh, what, do you, what do you make of that whole thing? Yeah, do you, I'm sure you guys realize this is dating back to last year. It's their fourth consecutive seven-game series. Jeez. I mean, Jokic is just a phenomenal player. I mean, some of the shots he takes, you just – to shake your head and think, wow, man. And I think that, I think as far as the Jazz go, you know, they extended the Nuggets, but it wasn't the full Nuggets because if you look at the game yesterday, Gary Harris had a real important role in that victory. And Gary wasn't there. Now, Bogey wasn't there either. So it sort of washed each, each other out, you could argue. And ultimately, you know, Jazz had their chances and could, came away with like a, a half of a basket away. I mean, Conley's shot was right there, right? It doesn't go. That's that's life. Sometimes shots go. Sometimes they don't. So uh, I like the Nuggets' ability to rally in the moments. You know, desperation. That's when you see when you need it the most, what do you got? And for our, for, as far as I'm concerned, Jokic, man, has just been incredible. Murray's been really good, but Jokic has been sensational. And this will go down if the Clippers should lose this, it's the worst Clipper moment. And they've had some crappy moments <laughs> because I picked them to win it all. I did too. If they, if they blow a 3-1 lead, at least the Jazz had a semi-acceptable reason. You know, they didn't have Bogdanovich for not winning it. The Clippers have zero reason. PK, I think I speak for Gordon and Austin when I say thanks for coming on with us and not ruining our day. <laughs> no, that's the last thing I want to do. I think Gordon can vouch for that. In fact, I want to enhance your day you did. whenever I can. You did today, buddy. We re- hey, really appreciate it. Speaking of an enhanced day, uh, Jake, why don't you tell PK about what happened to you yesterday? Oh, PK, yeah, my, my golf buddy. I shot a 76 on the lake course at Mount Dell yesterday. Best round of my life. Um, did you bleep it really? Yeah, yeah. I parred all nine wow. of the back nine, buddy. Mm, just ruined my day. I'm sorry. You went even on the back? Is that what you said? Even on the back, all pars. Which, as oh, you that know, is awesome. that, that doesn't usually happen for me. I'm not sure it happens for me either. Yeah. I, I mean, I've done it a couple of times, but uh, it doesn't usually happen. That's great, man. I mean, you got a lot of talent. You can, hit, you can pound the ball. It's just a matter of uh, – keeping it uh, in a situation where it's basically in play. <laughs> I don't know how else Yeah, No, that. you're right on the money. So. And I had to. I'm glad Gordon brought it up because I had to really keep myself from texting you that yesterday. I was like, I should oh, text Oh, I wish you would have. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, I, I don't compete with the guys that I play with. I don't compete against them. I compete against myself. And so if I shot uh, even and you shot one under, we're both happy. So, no, tell me, tell me all about it, man. I, 
That's awesome. Let's then let's get out soon. You know what? Uh, you know what I need to do, honestly, one hundred percent. I need to take lessons from David James on how to chip, because that dude has turned into a surgeon with that club. <laughs> I told him what to do. I'm watching Phil Mickelson Instagram stuff, and he he had been given lessons, and so uh, I I picked it up for him. And DJ's got some potential. He's just got to update his equipment because I told him. Sam Sneed and Bobby Jones think DJ's equipment is ancient. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I was amazed. Dude, when, when we played nine holes, I think dude went up and down on like seven of them. He did that one time. The last time we played, he was a little bit of a little erratic when he hit those old ladies in the tennis court over there at the bottom. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring that up. <laughs> PK, you got to get him to pull the big stick out of the bag every once in a while. Oh, he did that. DJ? It, mm-hmm. He needed to on yeah, that he hole because he needed to clear those tennis courts. <laughs> he likes the three iron. That's what I'm saying. We, we, Jake and I were talking about that. If you want to get better, you got to play the game the way it's intended to play, to be played, and use the clubs at the appropriate distance, and that that's what's going to help you get better. So and it's good to see him. You know, he's got more time in his life uh, now. Uh, kids are older. Jake's getting into it as your kid gets into stuff and – I got to go to football games and watch the band now. It's it's what we do as parents, uh, but uh, you know when you get an opportunity to get out, it's fun. Well, PK, it's been fun having you on. Thank you very very much, and we'll be dialed in tomorrow okay, morning uh, with uh, with you and DJ. All right, thanks. See ya. That's our friend Patrick Kinahan, uh, six to ten every single morning. He and DJ they had a great show this morning. Not only Gail Miller was terrific. Uh, go to twelve eighty thezone dot com, but. Those guys really got into some great stuff involving BYU and the Jazz as well. So, Well, they've been doing it long enough. You'd think they'd get good at it sooner or later. They know huh? what they're doing. They yeah, absolutely do. A... They had a really strong producer about uh, 16, 17 years ago, and they've been fine ever since. You taught them everything they know? Oh, yeah, obviously. All right, stay tuned. <laughs> no, that's not true, actually. We'll have more Big Show coming up next. We have Drop of the Day. It's a good one today. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 of the Zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for Sounds of Various Clips, also known as Drop of the Day, where we get to play our favorite sound. Uh, We're going to play a clip here, and then we're going to play one that uh, is one of our favorites. So stay tuned for that, uh, Gordon. But uh, we love a good high school play-by-play. Occasionally it comes out, because let's say this, Gordon, the the announcers usually are pretty enthusiastic. (laughs) I thought you were going to say green. No, 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 no. You can get some some good high school broadcasts out there, some experienced folk. Um, But how about this? This comes from Hillcrest High School, and it's not our Hillcrest. I don't know where it is exactly, but they're they're the Patriots, not the Huskies. Uh, It's in Alabama. Now, let me set this up, Gordon. This is one of the craziest plays I have ever seen. This the the amount of 
pitches in this last second effort to win the ball game put Stanford and Cal to shame. It's <laughs> okay. probably double the amount of laterals. Wow. As uh, as that particular play. Wouldn't you say Austin or am I exaggerating? Oh, this is the most I've ever seen. It's it's got to be almost 20. I mean Was there a trombone player that gets wiped out at the end? There was no trombone player at the end, but the announcers were great. Here you go. All right, 2.9 seconds left. Ethan Crawford takes the snap, swings it out to Marcus Wilkins. Marcus makes a move at the 50, pitches it out, and the uh, Terrence Callaway has it at the 40. He makes a couple of moves. He pitches it back. Another way, it's caught by Marcus Wilkins. Now it's to oh, another pitch out, this one to Ethan Crawford. Ethan running around. Ethan pitches it out to Andre Seiler. Andre looks for a move, oh, doesn't get it. Here's a pitch. Ethan Crawford gets it. He's at the 40-yard line. He makes a move. He pitches it back. It's caught <laughs> by Andre Seiler at the 40. Seiler now running around. Seiler makes a pitch. No. Now picks it, pitches it back to Ethan. Oh, Ethan Lord. pitches it back to Andre. There it is. It's fumbled on the ground. It's picked up by an offensive lineman. It's and still, still going. Oh. And with Ethan Crawford on the ball. He's going to the score. 25, 25, Enthusiasm, Gordon. Enthusiasm. Now, Jake, if I was ever going to be your uh, color analyst and you were the play-by-play guy, and I did to you what that guy just did to the play-by-play guy, I would give you permission to just just slap me upside the head. <laughs> and he doesn't stop talking, really, throughout the, throughout the clip as the guy's trying to... Um, it was an exciting play, though. But let me ask you this. What is it about uh, play-by-play and color analysts where their voice has to go to just unheard-of octaves <laughs> during something exciting? You know I what I mean? Know. Did you hear yeah. that that guy when the when the guy finally got into the end zone or whatever? I mean, he, he sounded like, what? what is that? That's What's above an alto? Sor- a soprano? Yes. I mean, that's... Oh, oh, my God! <laughs> how, does he, how does that happen? It's just the excitement of the moment. That's that's what happens sometimes. How how what what how, what, how high on the scale do you think you could get, Gordon? Now, if somebody just wheeled in a block of uh, perfectly aged Gouda. <laughs> Give you credit. That was yeah, that, that was up there. Hurt my ears. <laughs> you okay. <laughs> that was higher. Than <laughs> I oh my gosh. Okay. Now I don't think I, I would. I don't think. Headache. I don't think that's how I would respond. Uh, but uh, you know, trying to do it, uh, I guess you could. Now that was not my favorite call of 2020. 
We have to relive now what is is my favorite play-by-play call of, of 2020, Gordon. And maybe you disagree, but let's remember the, the college basketball season when this happened. Well, and then there's one maybe more gone. That, yes, there's one more yes. gone but not forgotten, and that's uh, our sweet days, or our sweet Lucy. Uh, at the age of 12, she was run over oh, yes. in our driveway. Oh, oh, like that? Was she run over like that? Wow. You have got to be kidding me. Wait, wait. Play that again. Will you no! Oh. Like that? Play play run, run, there's one more, that, gone, yes, there's one more yes. gone but not forgotten. And that's uh, our sweet days, or our sweet Lucy. Uh, at the age of 12, she was run over oh, yes. in our driveway. Oh, oh! Like that? Was she run over like that? <laughs> oh, I yes. Cannot, I cannot believe that. That is... In such poor taste. Well, no, it's not. Why is the play-by-play guy talking about his dead dog? Just describe what's happening on the floor. Nobody cares about Lucy. I'm what? sorry oh. for your loss, but why do you have to jam that into a television or a radio broadcast? Well, that's the question. What What was he getting at? He was doing a dedication. Like that? Was she run over like that? <laughs> he was doing a oh, dedication. man. His lost dog. And I don't know if that was the best place for it. Oh, she was run over. Oh, yes. In- oh, yes. <laughs> See, I, I side with the analyst on this one because at least he's talking about what's going on. It's no. like the most exciting point of the game. The, and the guy's talking play, about poor Lucy. The, the analyst is the dog dedicated guy. But just to clear it up. Oh, it's the other yes. way. The, the play by play guy can't be bothered with the dog dedication. Okay, I got it. I had it backwards. <laughs> when, when, yeah, so. So it's the- oh, oh, like that? Was she run over like that? <laughs> oh my god! That is so bad. Oh, that is so bad. Oh. If I could just have a moment here oh. to talk about my dead dog that was run over in the driveway. Oh, oh, like that? Was she run over like that? Oh, that is brutal. That is brutal. Did the other guy break down and cry? <laughs> I would have. I would have punched him. <laughs> Let's take a moment for a second to talk about my dog Lucy. <laughs> In the well, middle of the act, one more gone, yes. one more yes. gone but not, one more gone but not forgotten. Well, and then there's one more, that, go- yes. one more yes. gone but not forgotten, and that's uh, our Make sweet quick. Days, or our sweet Lucy. Uh, Quicker. At the age of 12, she was run over oh, yes. in our driveway. Oh, oh, like that? <laughs> was she run over like that? <laughs> wow, <laughs> that is unbelievable. Oh, like that? Was your dog that died in your arms in your driveway run over like that? Unbelievable. I cannot. I mean, the things that occur. Oh, man. Inexplicable. Uh, well, if you're going to foul them, make it count. Can we play that every day? Can we just. Oh, have- oh, oh, like that? Was she run over like that? God. That is well, how does someone think that? That is so bad. That's that is horrendous. <laughs> oh, oh, all right. Stay tuned. Oh, man. We'll have more big show coming up. I've had a tough morning. Ninety-seven five and twelve. Well, and then there's one more, that, go- yes, one more yes. gone, but not forgotten. And that's uh, our sweet days or our sweet Lucy. Uh, at the age of twelve, she was run over. Oh, yes. in our driveway. Oh, oh. Like that? Was she run over like that? We belong together.
Oh, man. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I'm not going to feel bad for laughing at that because it's funny. I mean, it's sad, but it's funny. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> oh, man. All right. <clears throat> Got to get it together now. Can't uh, can't think about it like that. <laughs> like that? <laughs> like that. Run over like that? Here you are telling me uh, you run over like that. Over, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> so funny. I'm sorry. Run over. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Like that. All right, I'm done. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> uh, going into the second quarter, the Steelers and the Giants are all tied up at three apiece. Boy, what a scorcher. Just see that play where the Giants got the ball on the Steelers' half-yard line and ended up with three points? Yeah, where they had the fumble, the the punt fumble, Yeah, which I I would love to be watching right now, but for some reason we can't figure out how to get, you know, NFL broadcasts on the television and studio, which makes zero sense. Are you watching it, Austin? No, I'm not watching it. That's a good old-time, old-time NFL matchup, isn't it? The Steelers and the Giants. Yeah, but the yeah, Giants stink and the Steelers may stink. You think so? Steelers not going to have it this year? I don't know. I don't know if I'm buying Big Ben's return. Plus, he doesn't really have the weapons he used to. It's interesting in the NFL, Gordon. We are turning the page from the old guard to the new as far as the quarterback position goes. I mean, Tom Brady is obviously on his last leg. <clears throat> you know, how Aaron Rodgers was incredible over the weekend, so maybe he's uh, a motivated Aaron Rodgers still has a little gas left in the tank. But, I mean, we're seeing the emergence of, of Mahomes and Jackson and, um, oh, who, uh, Deshaun Watson. You know, and Russell Westbrook's kind of in the middle, right? But he's still uh, south of 30, I think. How old's Russell? But anyway, aren't we seeing kind of the, the old guard, Drew Brees, that we're, we're seeing the page change a little bit? A little bit. And the difference between you and me is that you actually enjoy it and I don't. I, I don't like to see legends of the game just uh, play like that. I mean, that, that was that was beneath the man. Who says I enjoy it? I just, it's a fact of life. Tom Brady can <laughs> lie to himself about being 59 years old. All he wants is still eventually going to catch up with him. Father no, Time is undefeated. What do I, I enjoy? Tell. I can tell you enjoy it. You like to see the demise of the greats. Of course. Who doesn't? Who who doesn't <laughs> enjoy, who doesn't enjoy watching uh Joe Montana fall on his face in Kansas City? Although didn't he go to uh he went to like a an AFC title game with the Chiefs, didn't he? Uh did he make it that far? I don't know. He had some nice moments though. I wouldn't say including that. including beating Steve Young's Niners that year. And I remember afterwards, Steve said the master teaches the student one more time. I wouldn't say I enjoy it, but I am enjoying the um, evolution of the position. I mean, I, I'm not a Chiefs fan and I, I root for them to lose often, but you can't help but enjoy what Patrick Mahomes is doing. Lamar yeah, Jackson. But, well, Lamar Jackson is electric, man. Yeah, that dude is awesome. Is. And Russell Wilson. I mean, I remember the first time I saw him play. At Wisconsin, I thought, that kid has it. He has it, and he's a heck of a quarterback, no doubt. I remember the first time I watched him play at NC State, and I thought to myself, he has it. This guy really? Has I, it. See, I don't remember him that early. I didn't pay much attention. I not only remember him, but I identified him as a future Hall of Famer. <laughs> of course you did. Yeah, okay. Uh, just because I care about these <laughs> these sorts of things. Joe Montana's first year with the Chiefs, 11-5, first in the West. Went to the conference championship game and lost to the Bills, thirty mm-hmm. to thirteen. 
the next year, his final year in the league uh, with with the Kansas City Chefs, they only went nine and seven and lost in the wild card to the Dolphins. Because yeah, that was the the has been team, right, with Montana and Marcus Allen, where they somehow yes. taped it together. <laughs> has been team. Jeez, oh, come on, that's what I'm talking about. What? I don't enjoy it. I'm just telling it like it is. All right. I'll tell you, after his loss to the Jaguars uh, over the weekend, throw uh, what's-his-name on the old has-been list. Philip Rivers. Throw Phil on there. <laughs> well, you already had thrown him in. Can't believe I relied on him to win a football game. But <clears throat> what will be interesting is, is to see what these, these um, not, not just the big names that I mentioned, but the other younger players that have a little bit different style, you know, Kyler Murray, how does that go? I think yeah. it's going poorly for Baker Mayfield. Um, I mean, we'll see what happens with, with his career. But that's that's such a thing in the NFL these days. If you pick the wrong quarterback, you pick the right quarterback, and, man, are you set. You pick the wrong one, and you're just destined to rebuild again in a couple of years. I mean, it, it, honestly, we make jokes about it, but you know the Bears have got to be kicking themselves for drafting Mitchell Trubisky, right? And the oh, second man. pick. They had the pick of the litter in that great quarterback draft. And they picked that guy. This is a tale as old as time, man. You see it happen over and over and over again. So uh, I like these young quarterbacks, but that doesn't mean I want to see the old guys just embarrass themselves or get embarrassed in any way, shape, or form. I think maybe the Bucks will be able to turn it around. That's the thing about the NFL. You know, just because somebody looks bad early on doesn't mean it's going to stay that way, Jake. Well, it's not just that uh, that uh, Tommy lost to the Saints. I mean, there's no shame in losing to a good football team like that. But he just—they didn't look good. Yeah, he played like hot garbage out there. Yeah. yeah. So how's how's that going to go? And in with the Bucks, he's got talent around him. Mike Evans is a player. We'll see. That's why I was saying they could turn it around. I I was surprised when I watched that game, but uh, but uh, you know the Saints are really really good. My opinion. You know, did you notice what uh, <clears throat> Belichick did with Cam Newton? Where he just basically ran the zone read all day? Where they, <laughs> the, the Patriots, honestly, this is how pure evil the Patriots are. They, they're they like, hey, we've got you signed for one year. You probably won't make it past that one year. <laughs> we don't think you can pass the ball at all. So we're not going to play this game where we turn you into John Elway. We're going to use you as a running back that can throw once in a while. How many times did he run? With it? Was it like 13 or 14 times, something yeah, like that? Give me a second. I'll bring it up. He had uh, two running on the ground touchdowns, right? Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. I mean. And they won uh, 21-11 over the hapless Dolphins. He should have dived after that football in the uh, Super Bowl. Oh, dude, his career totally pivoted on that one moment. Because now, <laughs> Absolutely now did. he's diving on everything because he's only got one one year to go. Yep. I remember that. Just like Roger Dorn in Major League yes. where he was like, what, you expect me to – was out of my reach. What do you want me to do? Oh, Dive yeah. for it? Uh, but Cam Newton, um, 15 of 19, 155 yards, 8.2 yards per completion, rushing 15, 15 carries for 75 yards and two touchdowns. Wow. Yeah. That's so they're not going to. an NFL quarterback. Remember that was the whole thing in Carolina? Will they turn him into a pocket passer? <laughs> the Patriots are like, no, no, we're not doing that. We're going to run this guy till the wheels fall off. <laughs> We'll see if it works. It usually doesn't in the NFL. But that, I guess, is my point, is the evil Bill Belichick. He doesn't care. I mean, and have you seen who else is on that team? Nobody. (laughs) 
So man. you might as well have Cam go out and run it. He's your only player. How much longer do you think Bill's going to last? As long as he wants. Yeah, that's a good answer. <laughs> I don't think he's getting fired anytime soon, do you? No, but I mean, how long will he want to keep doing it, especially if they're not all that successful? Uh, enough to prove that he was the key to the success and not Tommy Terrific. <laughs> and, and if it ends there, someone in the league is going to want to hire him just based on the years that he's had. Oh, yeah. So he'll win another with New England just to, to prove that it was him and not Tom. And then he'll retire, and then Jerry Jones will pay him $50 million a season to come coach the Cowboys. That'll happen. And then when they're done with him, the Browns will call. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Again. Didn't he coach Again. the Browns at some point? Yeah. Yeah. How old is Bill Belichick? Isn't he like 67 or something? He was, he was born in 52. He's 68. So he's, is he going to be coaching at 73, 74? As long as he's able enough to cash the checks. Wait, I don't. Uh, how old did you say he was? 68. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Gordon. Born in Nashville, Tennessee. Huh? Home of the Country Music Hall of Fame. Yeah. Bill Belichick's And, five and the NHL's this, Predators. Bill Belichick, this is your life? What are we doing here? <laughs> Stay tuned. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon, another Monday comes and goes. But uh, we've got NFL football tonight, but we've got uh, NBA playoff basketball tomorrow. Oh, yes. And- <laughs> have we have we recuperated from our <laughs> sounds of various clips? Oh man, I haven't. That uh, that is uh, like that. <laughs> that really is the the most inappropriate. Did she run over like that? <laughs> most appropriate. Talking about a dog there, by the way. <laughs> no, he's talking about a basketball play. Or no, a guy, I know. Uh, I know. The, uh, but when he was, never mind. We don't need to explain it. Oh man. Oh. You know what? It, it, today we, we covered some very serious topics and some very serious ground. And I'm grateful to you, Gordon, that we, we found a few moments to have a few laughs as well. That's, yeah. that's what I needed. <laughs> well, the day after you shot a 76, uh, I think you're on a bit of a roll yeah, right now. Man, riding high off my weekend golf that nobody cares about. It was a personal best for me, though, so I'm not going to be shy about uh, No, I, th- I think that's something to crow about. Good for you. Thanks, buddy. Um, coming up tomorrow, like I said, we will uh, we'll talk some NBA playoff basketball. We'll talk some jazz offseason, uh, fallout from the NFL. Uh, Austin and Gordon will make their survivor pool picks on Thursday. I will not because I lost in week one. <laughs> Stupid Colts. How did the lose Colts in week one? Because of the Colts. How do they lose to the Jaguars? <laughs> you know what? I would bet on Jordan High over the Jaguars if they were to play this weekend. And the Colts because can't get the Jaguars done. are trying to lose. They're trying to lose. How do you, they traded away every good player they have <laughs> or had? Excuse me. And somehow they beat the Colts. Yeah, what they do? Trade away one player. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Uh, so anyway, I'm out. So I've got to record incriminating audio whenever the rest of the competition is over. And with my luck, you and Austin will pick the right games for the next 10 weeks. I'll just be <laughs> sitting here in my misery. I, You know, heaven forbid when you guys have to pick the Colts. I feel feel bad for you. I, I think no. 
I think we should adjust this, and you have to record incriminating audio every week until you win again. No, no, no. Well, I'd win. Uh, I'd, that's I'd, not a bad idea. Every week until I until win you one? Until win again, yeah. And then I'm back in, or what? Yeah, and then but you have recorded, you've recorded incriminating audio every time. Every time you lose, did you say every week or every day? No, okay, every day. Yeah, that will get no, not quick. every day. That's just dumb. <laughs> every week to get me back into the game, though, that's an interesting that's twist. Your, if you want to be back in, we need incriminating audio every week until you win, and then you're back in. Well, don't give me the option to sit out. It's either part of the game or not. All right. Because I'll just sit it out. If you don't want to be part of the show, you can do <laughs> let that. Let you guys duke it out. Let's think about that, Austin. We'll come up with that. Because it needs to be punitive. It really does. <laughs> Appropriately so. Yes. Like that. <laughs> like that? <laughs> like that? All right. Gordo, you uh, you enjoy your evening, my friend, and I'll catch up with you tomorrow. You too, Jake. All our listeners out there. You, Austin, everybody. Take care. Big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.